Welcome to this week's episode, and I'm actually pretty excited because, number one, we have no clue what we're talking about. Number two, I've got a special guest here, Tony, coming to me from Orange County Association's Realtors. How are you doing, Nestor? I'm doing fantastic. Um, let's talk about what's going on. So I, I think that's a great place to start. We're coming in in the first end of the first quarter here of the, of the new year, 2023. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on with our industry. Um, one of the big questions I always get asked, how is it looking over there at OCAR? Are people renewing their licenses? Is, every, is everybody like staying and staying in this business? Or it, are we starting to see people it, starting to move out? It looks really good. I mean, okay. you know, obviously always the beginning of the year, you always have, you know, some delays in payment, you know, what have you. But other than that, I think we've got more than 90% of our membership that has renewed has either paid in full or started on their payment plan. So we're in month three of the six month payment plan. So okay. for those of you who haven't paid your dues yet, make sure you do. <laughs> okay. Because obviously NAR, CAR, they're hitting people with late fees. Right. And those late fees now all of a sudden are, you know, even if you were to come back six months later, mm-hmm. The, the rule is, because you were a realtor last year, you've got to pay all your realtor dues this year. Gotcha. So really what you're saving on MLS usage of two months of non-usage, you're overpaying in late fees. Late fees to somebody else. To so. somebody else. Okay. So, you know, definitely, you you know, if you got agents that haven't, you know, double check that, just double check. We do every month. Good. Yeah, we make sure on that. But so let me ask you this question, because obviously, you know, there there are people that whether they're new in the industry or just had some struggles or this and that, you guys have payment options and things of that nature. There. Yes, sir. So, okay. So enough about money. Let's talk because really <laughs> well, what you're really what you're there for is you, you handle a lot of the tech stuff that goes on. A lot I do, of the trainings yes. and a lot of the tech stuff. So let's talk technology 2023. What are some of the products that you've seen, whether they've been added on through OCAR or through the MLS as far as new products and things like that? Tell me, tell me about your favorite, if you have one or two. Oh, gosh. Um, well, video is always a favorite. I okay. think that's really big in today's marketing, as you are doing today and have done for a few years, which is the podcast. I think that's, you know, people are diving into their little niches by doing that. I mean, okay. if anything has shown us TikTok, just like Snapchat, just right. like YouTube, video is a super popular thing right now it can be used for good it can be used for <laughs> evil yeah that's true that's true hopefully real all real estate <laughs> agents are using it for good but i mean that's that's a big thing i think you know still the 3d 360 degree video is huge for um showing off a property mm-hmm. do you do any research in that world because i know matterport matterport's always been the name that everybody's recognized and there's some new ones that have come out giraffe um I know the, Rico has done pretty well as well with um, now creating a platform for that. So Matterport's starting to get some competition out there. They are getting some competition. I think the big thing is um, how the the camera, in the past, Matterport used to be about 4500 mm-hmm. to buy the camera. Right. Nowadays, you can take a 360-degree camera, right. like the Zeta, which is a third of the cost, mm-hmm. and do the exact same thing. Right. It's just a little bit different. Right. You're talking about the Rico. Uh, the Rico little... Zeta. Yeah. So yeah. it's a 360 degree, degree camera, correct. which I think 
you know, they the run Zeta about, uh, runs about a thousand dollars. I don't even think it's that much. I want to say it's like four hundred, which is great yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it's like four hundred dollar camera. But at the time, it was a thousand. Yeah. But if you were thinking forty five hundred to a thousand, that's a huge savings. Correct. And I think with Matterport, they've released so many new tools within their product, like mm -hmm. measurements. So you can actually measure out the dimensions of each and every room from either, you know, the over-the-top view of getting that floor plan or being virtually in there so you can measure not from wall length to wall length but right. from top to bottom right. to get a full measurement. Now, my understanding from what I've been able to see in research, they've come within six inches of the appraised Measurement oh, value? Measurements. Very good. So they're getting better with the lasers and things of that nature. But that's all part of their AI technology. Right. So their AI is able to look at that and judge things by height. Mm -hmm. Like, geez, a chair, it somehow knows to be online that the chair is only so many inches in height. Right. So then it, based on what it sees, it can determine what that height is, which is where that measurement tool is so important. So one of the new things that I saw going along in the 3D tour world where it, it's been, it was missing for a while or it was difficult to do that now I think is becoming a little bit easier is virtual staging within those that you're now able to take those 360 degree uh, photos mm -hmm. and actually have them virtually staged so that now you can take that vacant property and make it not look vacant anymore, um, which I think is a big advancement that I've seen in that world. It is too. a big advancement as long as the real estate agent or the um, the real estate agent using that photography discloses absolutely. discloses properly that the home is virtually staged, yeah. uh, or things have been augmented. Because mm -hmm. obviously, as we all know, probably based on <laughs> Zoom, right? Zoom now gets rid of the wrinkles and yeah. the gray and the enhancements. But, and I, I, I will tell you, I have a lot more wrinkles <laughs> than what camera shows. So I totally, I totally get it. And are you going to ask us a question? Yes, if you, if I, after not a, no, come in. We're we're live, but you're welcome to come in. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> come on down. It's you're the next good. contestant. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You're welcome. No worries. <laughs> so. That's the beauty of the system, right? Exactly. Um, but, you know, I, I find it interesting because I, I, I understand the concept of it, what, what Tony is saying is that if you are virtually staging something, we want to disclose that because the, the reasoning behind it is what, what's being said is that you have altered a photo and you don't want to mislead somebody. Right. Okay. I argue this. Every single camera that's out there that's taking a picture now with these wide angles is changing the depth perception or the size of, of that particular property or the perception of that property. Mm -hmm. It was already happening. I, I get what they're trying to do, but it was already happening. So I, I take that with a grain of salt. It is the rule, so you should do it. Um, but sometimes I just don't agree with all the rules. But Well, I, I think it also goes a little bit beyond the... Um the altering of the wide angle lens, Correct. right? I think when you're virtually staging, some clients, as you know, want to buy that furniture or buy that look, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that color blue or I love that color gray. Right, right. But when they get there, it's either that tan mm -hmm. or that white color. Right, right. And it's like, well, wait a minute. The photos show this, but this, so they feel like it might not be the same home that they're looking at. Right. 
which is why that's important to disclose that type of stuff. Agreed. Or, geez, the property is fully vacant. What happened to all the furniture inside? Was that the homeowners? I really, you know, right, that's right. what motivated me to see that home. So that's where we need to be really careful. Right. And now, I think a lot of it came from the very beginning on the virtual staging where uh, when it first came out, mm -hmm. you couldn't get, they weren't really getting the- The true color. True color or true size right. You know, mm -hmm. putting furniture in and, and the ratio of the room, room size to the, to the furniture size wasn't quite right. And I saw that, but nowadays I feel like the, the AI system and all of that is actually getting a little bit better where it's giving a little bit more truer picture of really how much room that person has in that room. So. Yeah. Well, and But like, it's all good. What is it? Sherman Williams and I think uh, Home Depot have an app that, that yep. does that. They do. And what's really neat is if you're, because you're live with your camera on the wall, you've got the true lighting. Correct. So when you apply that paint mm -hmm. virtually, you can actually see like how the color will actually well, sit on the wall, which is really cool. Now, granted, there may be some screen variances and things, well, or drying, drying <laughs> right, variances right. or whatever, but it gives you a little bit truer picture. And I agree with you with the AI, the way it is nowadays for these things that it's really changing your industry. Um, uh, well, when it comes to the 360 cameras, I love that for your virtual tour. Like, okay. like you, what I mean by that is you as an agent walking through, I know a lot of agents don't like to be on video mm -hmm. in the sense that they get that, that camera shyness. They right. look at it and think, oh gosh, I'm talking to an audience. Now I know when I teach video, I go, when you're looking at the camera, look at the individual. Right, Don't right. think about the audience, think about the person you're talking to, which helps. But with the 360 camera, you shouldn't need to shy away anymore at that point because you don't have to look at the camera. You could literally with that monopod hold the camera right. and as you're walking through, this now allows the audience you know, to virtually look around themselves, whether you're doing it live or whether you've done a pre-recorded mm. video. When a pre-recorded, you can stay out of it completely because you can... You could all, edit yeah, yourself out those of are, it. Well, those are all working off of Bluetooth, so... Um, True. Yeah, you, you set up the camera, you walk out of the room, boom. But I, I, like, I like it for the virtual, for the virtual open houses because mm -hmm. we still have clients out there that are still shaky, iffy about right. wanting just people off the street just walking through their home, which I get. And, but at the same time, you, you can now go, well, we'll do a virtual open house. Right. So it's now an option, which I think technology nowadays has opened that up. Very much so. And, and I think should still be taken advantage because mm -hmm. now you can have a 24 hour a day, seven day a week open house by having Matterport or a virtual 3D pre-recorded video right. that you've walked through and talked to people. And I think that a lot of people will relate to that, especially when they are actually hearing the sounds in the street and mm -hmm. what the neighborhood's like. And of course, you can say, hey, by the way, take a look over to the left and see the, you know, the updated All countertops points, yeah. and the things like that. So I think those are super big. Okay. So a lot of agents have a lot of tools at their disposal. Clients just need to understand that these tools are available to you guys. <laughs> so 360, you're like in the 360 world. I'm gonna, you, you mentioned something that I'm gonna bring up. It's not really in our, in our real estate world right now where it's being, it's being used by a lot of agents, but it's not something that, that's coming through from the board or through MLS or anything. 
AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're seeing it everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's getting more of a push since the AI Bill of Rights mm-hmm. in October. Okay. So the federal government, Joe Biden, established, him and his administration established the AI Bill of Rights. I think there are five major things about it. Okay. You can look online uh, and see what those are. But basically, AI is meant to help people, not hurt people, not take advantage, but to help educate. And, you right. Know, uh, you know, basically the, the, the law of robotics, as, <laughs> as it were, if you're a sci-fi person, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think AI is, is progressed a lot. It's, it's being... It's being used, and in some cases, I'm seeing it being used well. In some cases, I'm seeing it not being used so well. And I, I look at it, and I, you know, I have some speculation on AI of whether or not it's going to take over the search, search engines of the Googles and things like that, because it's, it's it kind of does. It does a little bit, right? Not quite a hundred percent, but it does a little bit in some situations. Um, you know, I love AI for ideas. You know, mm-hmm. Are you we, talking about chat, uh, the chat, chat GPT? Exactly. You know, I was. We were sitting here before this before this podcast started because we decided just to do this on a whim. And what's the topic? We can go in AI and say, "Hey, this is who we are. Give us a topic, and it'll spit out five topics for us, mm-hmm. and it'll give us something to start with. And and you can take it and even a little bit more advanced, create bullet points for me on this topic or talking points and things of that nature. Um, all the way out to scripted. I'm not I'm not a big fan of of having AI create something that is completely scripted for me, but having it create bullet points for me so that we have a guide of what directions we're going in, absolutely. Helping me enhance uh, property features and things like that or descriptions and things of that nature, absolutely. But, well, and that's really good, especially when you're trying to avoid fair housing violations. Correct. Um, something like that may be or is useful mm-hmm. uh, for sure. What, you know, I definitely agree with your earlier statement of, you know, we shouldn't be fully dependent upon it. No, we should not still, by you know, be able to word the things that we want because the one thing that I, I personally have against, not not that it's against AI, but it's about the people controlling the AI, right? Contrary to popular belief, unless you're allowed to let the AI learn and become its own being at mm-hmm. that point, which we've all seen every <laughs> sci-fi movie out there, right? Megan, you know, Terminator, all that fun stuff, but. In the realistic world, I think we still need to uh, be mindful that we have that free speech. Right. And I think one of the things that that bothers me with the AI is it doesn't really necessarily mimic what your actual thoughts are. It gives you suggestions of what you should say. Correct. And how you should say it. But it's not maybe the necessary thing that you want to verbalize right right or the and, way you want to verbalize it and so it takes that emotion out of it i i say yes and no to it because I, I mean i could put something into it that was i can take a serious matter and put it in there and say hey i want to describe this with humor mm-hmm. keep the same content but give it to me in a humor fashion and it'll rewrite it for me and it will it will create that and at the end of the day we have the ability to then again adjust Mm -hmm. and you know I agree with you don't rely on it completely but does it help writer's block from our perspective 
hey, again. sitting there looking at this property and how are we describing and what to say and things like that, it brings those reminders back of, oh yeah, forgot about that. Or, oh yeah, this word sounds better than that word or, you know, whatever the case may be. So from that perspective, absolutely love it. Now, if you're th talking about like writing articles and stuff, just be careful that it's not plagiarizing someone else. I agree, yes. Which, that's the, that's kind of the, what's, how good is AI? Well, what goes into AI? So if it's just regurgitating what it's someone else has already written or taken right. the time to write, then now you become the plagiarist. Yes, correct. And and I wouldn't recommend it for that. But you know, one of the other things that that I absolutely love about AI, especially in our marketplace. Mm -hmm. So our our culture here is very diverse. Yes. Here in our city, a lot of people English is their second language, maybe their third language, and in that case when they're trying to write a description or something like that those little nuances that because english is their second language tend to go into that writing that this can yeah. help them avoid a lot of that yeah so. I, I i for those th scenarios yes i i'm okay with that <laughs> okay i'm okay with that now i think if totally scared of ai a little bit <laughs> i'm not scared of ai because i have ai i mean i have alexa at home i've got you know obviously we got siri on our phones nowadays you know, I don't know what I do without telling Siri how, what to write on my text messages, right. right? Especially, you know, nowadays with hands-free cars and all this other stuff. But, um, I mean, and showing a home with AI is right there, too. Right. I mean, it's funny because I want to say that we are the slow to adopt technology. And I mean that as an American society. Mm-hmm. This technology has been around, like, over in Japan right. 10, 15 years Absolutely. ago. You know, and actually, I want to say seven to eight years ago. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Pepper. Mm -mm. Pepper was a little standalone robot, and what it was all about was having conversation as an AI and interpreting people's facial expressions oh. to have a conversation. But it was all about information. So she had a little display iPad screen on her on, on her. Well, on its chest. Okay. Her. <laughs> and, um, you know, so people in Japan would use them in their stores, like, as a greeter. Mm -hmm. So you walk in the store, boom, you're immediately greeted. Right. And it would ask you and give you a list. Where would you like, what would you like to do? What would you like to buy today? Or what are you looking for? And you can, it would point you in the direction you needed to go. Mm -hmm. So translate that here for home sales. AI robotics is being implemented today. Oh, absolutely. Right? Now, what's nice about Pepper, mm -hmm. $1,500, right? But basically what you could do is you would set her up and you could give her a virtual tour, right? right. You could walk somebody. Nowadays, and I want to say it was back in October, there's a company that would had virtual robots about three or four feet tall, but mm -hmm. it was somebody, you know, remote on a camera driving the robot through the home right. so someone could show up at the house and now you as the agent or your assistant could walk somebody through the house. If it's multiple stories, you've got one on the top, one on the bottom, Absolutely. and now you've got a full thing. Alexa, you can set up Alexa's uh, programs and I think it's uh, a little program that you could actually set up mm -hmm. an Alexa dot in every house right. whereby someone can come in say, hi, Alexa, and then 
Alexa would tell you everything about the house through like every it. room. I'm so, welcoming all of this. I, I, you know, I don't, we can talk about AI forever. But let's get back to technology and <laughs> let, let's yes. close with 2023. What are you seeing at OCAR with regards to new technology that the number one thing that you think will be most helpful to the agents in 2023? Good question. Um, new technology wise. That's a that's a tough one. Okay. Um, I want to say the 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 biggest newest thing right now is Zipforms is being updated. Okay, it's been about ten years. It's going through a major update. I think some of the features in Zipforms that are currently being offered, that were a paid service, mm -hmm. now being free is going to be is huge for the industry. Interesting. So in Zipforms, you have you probably noticed in Zipforms there was a little icon that looked like a lightning bolt. So Bolt. full disclosure. Yes, sir. I stopped using zip forms. Okay. <laughs> so we have we have options now. You do have like options. It, like everything else, we have options now. And honestly, I got frustrated with zip forms. Not to not to say it was a bad product or, mm -hmm. or but when we got other options, I went in a different direction. And it's one of those things that I got used to it. And and I was I will say this, here's where here's where I struggled difficulty because got an office of 100 people here mm -hmm. and now new technology what it's done for me is i gotta learn zip forms i gotta learn sky slope i've got to learn um well and the beautiful thing about sky slope sky slope now has the car contracts yep because car allows for that so now sky slope is your all-in-one correct which that's what i'm using so i'm, I'm using all my systems through, through that perfect so, yeah which is totally awesome uh and i think that's something that car now with what happened a few years ago between Glide and Zipforms and all this stuff that CAR decided, let's open it up to other technologies to be able to access our contracts for brokerages and agents right. to be able to feel comfortable with whatever platform they want to use. Remind does the same thing. Exactly. The whole nine yards. So I think that is really nice and diverse. So whatever, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're new to Remax, Skyslope is a really awesome tool. I, you know, I've not played with it. it. Yeah, I enjoy it and, and went that direction. So again, any new changes that have that have occurred in Zipform, I'm not even familiar with them because I haven't been back in. The I, I think the big thing that I liked about Zipforms that they've now released is called the List Flash mm -hmm. and Offer Place. Okay. So what I like about it is that real estate agents that are using Zipforms can now. Once they, on the listing side, once they get that signed listing agreement, mm -hmm. can now advertise their listing to any agent part of Zipforms yes. nationwide. That, and that's, that's a little trick on the back end. I remember you talking to me about that and the power behind that because we're, we're talking nationwide. So we're talking 1.5, 1.6 million people. Yes. So you're automatically shooting out a blast to to 1.6 million real estate agent, okay. agent professionals. So this is probably a big secret mm -hmm. because I'm pretty sure if everybody was doing that, because the cost to actually send that many emails. Out would, would, yeah. Would, yeah, email's yeah. not free at that, at that but it, time. But it's a, not even just, a, it's not just an email. Right. It's just a notification. Hey, by the way, if you're looking in this zip code, mm -hmm. here's a property that just came on the right, market, right. right? You just signed the listing agreement. Now, on the opposite spectrum, they have what they call offer place, mm -hmm. which now allows a listing or allows an agent in zip forms 
once they get their signed offer to submit their offer their signed contract plus whatever other documents right. directly into that listing agent's transaction. Hmm. So it's an immediate push into an agent's transaction okay. for them to receive it, look at it, review it, and hopefully accept it, right? right? There's also another tool that came out in November uh, for a listing agent called Email to Transaction, mm -hmm. where they can now have an email link that goes directly into that transaction that they can share with anyone. Another agent okay. or maybe in a lease situation, share okay. it with potential tenants that they can now submit documents directly into your transaction that you can look at, organize, and then sit down with your clients right. and go over all those documents that you've received. Huh. So I think that's a big, huge thing. Now, I'm sure that SkySlope has something very similar. They've got some similar things, yeah. To be able to do that. So I think the, the transaction... Uh, process has vastly improved. I know mm -hmm. that they're always, con you know, constantly and have talked about this for a couple of years, streamlining that. Right. So I think that's really, really big is in the in the streamlining process. But no matter what, I think the big thing outside of technology is to show and demonstrate the customer service. I know how easy it is for everybody, and you you've witnessed how easy it is for people to get wrapped up in technology. And forget, myself. we're still a customer-based service. Absolutely. So, and, and it's partly we're looking for that silver bullet or the agents get caught up in looking for that, that silver bullet that's out there or, hey, the newest, latest, and greatest that this is. You know, social media, mm -hmm. you know, we, we went from, basically we went from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok and, and you've got YouTube that's in there, you've got LinkedIn that's in there, you've Twitter, all of these different things, and people can keep going down those rabbit holes, and you can't keep up with all of them. Mm -mm. You honestly can't. You can't. And, you know, jack of all, master of none, that's a great example that we see it all the time is everybody's trying to dip their toes in so many different directions or so many different pools that they they, they end up with nothing. I so. know. I, I agree. I think it's just finding your niche right. and sticking with it. Mm -hmm. But be open and adaptive to things of change, okay. right? I mean, right now we've got this very interesting market, you know, uh, people will either see doom and gloom or others will see opportunity. And, but no matter what, we have to adapt to it. Just we as do. you probably remember back in 2007. Well, we have to adapt to the market. So, and lowest inventory we've seen in, in who knows how long, since I think 2012 is the last time we've seen inventory. Is, 2007 no. had more than 12,000 listings on the MLS, yeah. so yeah. So that's current. Mm -hmm. Let's go back four months and the interest rates went like this. Yeah. And let's go back, you know, 16 months or 18 months prior to that and some little silly thing called COVID came out and we had to adapt <laughs> to that. And, yeah. you know, so, we're always adapting and we're always having adjustments and things like that. And there will always be something that's going on. And, and so is, are we going to be seeing some interesting things going on this year that are out of the ordinary? I think so. Yeah. But I also, I also know for a fact that that's usually when opportunities start to present themselves. And if you're doing the right things and you're doing them often enough and you're staying consistent in this business, here, here is one thing that I will say that has never changed in this industry from day one to right now. To become successful in this industry, you have to be consistent at whatever you do. That has never changed. 
you were consistent in day one, mm -hmm. back however many years ago in whatever market it was, you could succeed. Right now, same thing. Now, perhaps doing different activities, but whatever those things are, if you remain consistent and consistently do them, you will have success. Now, what was your, what's your definition of consistency? Uh, more than once a week, more than once a month, <laughs> uh, you know. No, putting, no, putting no that, but I get it. It's, yeah, having your system in place where you're actually, you know, prospecting is an important part of this business and you're doing it over and over again. You know, the other part of this business, the numbers never lie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's always been a numbers game. The numbers have changed. The equations changed a little bit. You know, one plus one is no longer two. Um, but <laughs> yeah. that's changed. But the math still works. Yeah, it's just it's just a different. It's just different a formula. New, yeah, I, I agree. I think the consistency is is important. I mean, you can't just because you do it once and it doesn't succeed doesn't mean you don't stop trying. It, exactly. Right, or you just don't stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, I think with your with technology and things like that it's opened up a wide variety right. of choice mm -hmm. for agents to do there's not one set way of just right. doing it you i know? love that because now status quo come into my office and what i'm going to teach you how to do hey go beach mr traditional and miss traditional and door knock or cold call or this and that no there's so many different ways right now that you can build this business and it's about what you enjoy doing because there there's nothing that will create burnout faster than you going out there day after day doing something you don't enjoy you're absolutely right so you've got the different lanes pick your lane do something with it but be consistent at it i agree now this one may not pay as quickly as this one mm -hmm. but, but if it still pays yeah if it, it pays bills, and you enjoy doing it mm -hmm. you'll do it longer so in the long run you'll end up being better off. So it's, it's, I find it interesting, but let's, let's close with this. Okay. We talked to social media, your favorite platform and why? YouTube. Uh, video I think has a larger reach. I think absorption of information. Okay. And it shows your personality. Okay. I think it's important for you to at least be on camera, at least for a couple of seconds of your video. Okay. Um, whether it's an intro of who you are, what you do, why you do it, which, trust me, not just on YouTube, second largest search engine in the world. That's right. <clears throat> next to Google, which, by the way, Google owns it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but I think you want to be able to earn that connection, mm -hmm. right? When you can't sit face-to-face, -face, make eye contact right, like right. you and I are doing. Right. But if you and I are on video making eye contact with each other, mm -hmm. we're still making a connection somehow. So I think that's really important. You know, uh, you know, I think YouTube is really good just because, you know, just the vast audience. Okay. Um, what types of videos, how often you can do them, and the control that you have. Right. Um, I know a lot of people will go, well, what about TikTok? What about TikTok? And I know that there's a lot of controversy and things with that. And I think the one thing we need to be careful of is you know, what data is being collected, even though we know everybody's collecting all this data. Yeah. How can that data be used against you is it, kind of the, that red flag for That me. goes down the road of the conspiracy and things of that nature. And I, I, here's, here's the thing. TikTok is getting all the attention right now because it's the easiest place to go viral. Yeah. But here's, here's what I say to you guys, is that TikTok has the largest audience. As far as when I say largest audience, 
if I put a video on there, has the most potential oh, to, oh, get, oh, yeah, yeah. to get to most people. But none of those people are buying a house. No. None of those people, that algorithm isn't sending it to my local sphere. That, mm -hmm. that algorithm isn't sending it out here. I got people all around the world and it's not really technically helping me in my marketplace. Now it might help me by helping me build other platforms. Mm -hmm. TikTok might translate into more people finding me on Instagram or more people finding me on Facebook or more people finding me on YouTube. But if I just want to be popular with likes and views, mm -hmm. TikTok. But we're in this business to actually develop and create relationships and sell houses. I agree with you. I think YouTube is number one. And Instagram would be number two. In Instagram would be two for me as well. Um, but the reason that I think that YouTube is number one is YouTube is also the one that doesn't change. Mm -mm. You know, very little. Right. Algorithm in, in Instagram. You mentioned Instagram number two. They change the algorithm every other week. Well, that's because Facebook owns it. So right. they're wanting their algorithms in Facebook and Instagram to mimic right. that. Um, TikTok, I view as Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Who does Snapchat? Anybody here do Snapchat? <laughs> exactly. Not anymore. Right? It, it was super popular. Right. The whole, it had the same Wild West feel, but mm -hmm. then what happened? Facebook destroyed them. Yeah. So I look and at it as very similar. TikTok will be gobbled up by either Facebook or YouTube right. to adopt those same type of things to do the same They'll, but they'll just have their code of conduct applied. And Facebook was killing me too with all the changes as far as they changed their algorithm on a regular basis as well. It changed their platform. I remember especially when we got into the world of it was pay to play on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You logged in every other day and I'm like, the whole process to even run an ad completely changed on a, on a regular basis. Yeah. And it just, it was so difficult to keep up with. Not that... Google ads is any easier on, on YouTube. It still mm -hmm. gets somewhat confusing, but YouTube in general has been extremely consistent and is probably, as of right now, the best platform that's out there for the long game. Mm -hmm. So, Well, and funny enough, you know, with streaming services, I know we're, we have a ton of streaming services, mm -hmm. but, I mean, I remember watching the Super Bowl on YouTube didn't cost me a thing. Exactly. I think this year they actually made it a paid service behind mm -hmm. their paid wall. But I saw all the cool commercials on YouTube. Right. You know, versus watching it on TV where it was playing what looked to be the ever ordinary commercials. <laughs> so I mean even um, even even other companies, other entities outside right. of real estate see the power of of YouTube right. and Google. So I think that's really cool. So yeah. Well, Tony, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. How can people find you over at OCAR? Uh, you can either call me or email me. My phone number is 949-586-6800, extension 104. Love to talk tech okay. or any of your uh, technical needs when it comes to your member tools. Or you can shoot me an email at Tony, T-O-N-Y, at ocrealtors.org. Okay. And for all of you that are watching that are not members, you can call them anyway. Uh, <laughs> he'll take, he'll take your call. Yes. <laughs> so. No, I'm an, I'm an educator first, even though I am employed by Orange County Realtors. Um, I just believe in educating Absolutely. people. And if I can educate you to help you become a better agent, you know, then... My job is done. It's, Amen to that. I appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank Tony. you, sir. You got it. All right. Like and subscribe, people. Definitely.